The year is 1994. I'm Dave. I'm Zach. I'm Charlotte. And this is My Marvelous Year. Variant cover. Year, the podcast and reading club where we go through the history of Marvel Comics from its origins to today. I'm Dave Busing, founder and editor-in-chief of ComicBookHerald.com. I'm joined, as always, by my wonderful hosts, Charlotte and Zach. Now, no special introduction because, Zach, you've come under fire recently after Stilgar Stills of Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young at least I assume his first name is Stilgar, demanded his catalog of music be removed from Spotify if they were going to continue platforming your Simonson slander. He said, and I quote, you can have Stilgar stills or Zach the heart attack, but not both. How do you respond? How do you respond to these accusations? Listen, I I think people are blowing this, you know, I, I just want people to be asking people questions are blowing about this. polio, That's a headline. polio a headline. vaccines. Okay, the polio vaccine has been out for a while. People are saying it's, you know, basically eradicated polio. And I'm uh-huh. saying we need to shine a spotlight back on it. And, like, maybe see was polio that bad. <laughs> because some of these side effects, I've been hearing more and more people are saying uh, that there could be problems there. Well, so and I think it's a little bit Let's look at, let's let's look at the health polio. ramifications. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. You were, you were going to fi- finish there. Go ahead. No, no, no. I'm, I'm done. That's, uh, I'm, I'm just <laughs> Please, please let me do their done. own research. You know what? Do your own research. On uh, on Simonson, also, we you make know, a lot of assumptions I don't have about polio say, because do we don't reason. suffer from it anymore. You know, we do mm-hmm, really exactly. make a lot of a lot of assumptions because Does it, it exist? was entirely eradicated, and we're all like, "Oh, I don't have to suffer from polio," and oh, but look at look at what happened to the world since you know the 1950s, right? A lot of bad mm-hmm. things have happened, right? It makes you wonder. I think those things are correlated. It makes you think. So, all right, Stillgar, still this balls intro in your making court. no sense at all. Two months from now. <laughs> that's a really good point well, that's the thing well, about well, variant you know covers what? is we get a chance I, to I get real a, topical enough. I had a, uh, an intro that I couldn't get work to work for three people that also wouldn't have made sense I think I was going to introduce myself as the comic book Wordle and then Dave as the comic book New York Times uh, which is like news of this week only like, I, like I bought you? yeah right like I was cool and fun and free and everyone was just enjoying it and then you are the yeah. big corporate overlord who comes and like stomps on everyone's uh, good time yeah yeah okay but then I sure. couldn't think of anything for Charlotte <laughs> so <laughs> I, like I do I do have a wordle update I did uh, I suffered my first loss of all time yesterday oh yeah, yeah. I, I've had a loss oh. two two losses yeah I, I, I was I, I was despondent no all day oh, yeah right, I was Charlotte. I was so on a run <laughs> yeah. so right, let's, my yeah, marvelous what, what year the podcast today uh, again this is a variant cover we're going to talk about what's going down um we're not going to talk a lot <laughs> about joe Rogan and spotify uh but i did have to <laughs> reference it up front because uh, my marvelous year is available on spotify it is available on apple um if you would consider rating and reviewing on either platform if you like the show 
If you still use those platforms, it would very much be appreciated to us. Uh, in particular, reviews on Apple are um, glorious. They make us smile. They make us happy. Uh, even the bad ones, frankly, get our attention. Well, that's not so, true. Nope. <laughs> yep. Love them all. I don't want Love those. them all equally. No, thank you. Uh, but today we are going to talk about some listener questions. We're going to talk about a little bit what's going on in the world of comics. I've got some 1994 comics context updates and uh, and we'll see. You know, maybe we'll talk a little Peacemaker, maybe a little Moon Knight, maybe just uh, maybe just some good comics we've been reading. Okay, we yeah, can see sure. where the night takes us. Up front, up it's front, seven a.m. <laughs> it's, <talking> re- <laughs> <laughs> it's real early. Um, Nineteen ninety four. Okay, we talked about this last time. Kind of what's going on in the world of comics. We've been reading through Marvel comics. I wanna I wanna share some some things that launched this year that we haven't talked about yet. Just give a little context about what else is going on in comics. Okay. Punisher Archie crossover. Punisher meets Archie <laughs> came out yeah. this year. That's Pretty a big good. one. That's a yeah. big. Have, have either of you read I've that? Heard of Punisher it, yeah. meets Archie. Yeah. No, 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 no. I haven't, but I desperately want that to be a crossover on the Riverdale show. Yes. Oh my gosh, it would make it would <laughs> that, work that is wonderfully. Not- that that is not even like half as crazy as the stuff that actually happens on that show. <laughs> oh really? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that show. I mean, I, I just from reading synopses and like Rose telling me what's going on. That show. Oh no, gets it's really incredible. wild. I, this is three seasons old, so I don't. It's not really a twist or anything. Dave, I don't know if you're. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Don't spoil. Don't spoil. Archie goes Riverdale. to jail and becomes part of a like a prison fight club <laughs> and that's like a whole big a big season story yeah. it's just uh archie's in a like a boxing team in uh, in jail <laughs> i love i love consuming riverdale exclusively through osmosis yes, you know exactly. just yes. through headlines and people yeah, talking I about it, it on social terrible. it yeah. just sounds i i don't yeah i don't actually need to catch up I've but seen like every headline is amazing good, but, yeah. it sounds very fun in all the right ways um but yeah no big year 1994 for crossovers in general uh there's like batman spawn there's just it's like clearly a sort of cheat code for sales which again you know we mentioned we're still technically on the very last dregs of the boom of the 90s you know before before this thing really implodes kind of going into 1995 and 96 um so crossovers are big here uh we're not going to read any of them um because they tend not to be on marvel unlimited at least the marvel you know punisher meets archie I, i'm pretty confident is not no on any, marvel unlimited the licensing no. gets tricky i imagine yeah um, Morrison, Grant Morrison launches the Invisibles, his probably mm-hmm. most well-known they, solo uh, Vertigo run. Um, have either of you read the Invisibles? Uh, no, I no. haven't, Mm-mm. but I've heard about it. Mm-mm. So, as big as Grant Morrison is, right? Like Grant Morrison is, I would like, I would say probably you know he's definitely a top five, or they are a, definitely a top five um, comic book writer of all time. Like just sheer output sheer influence uh innovation like there's so much but when i actually think about their creator owned output it's like it's i'm pretty like minimal yeah ex- no it's not minimal i'm just extremely ignorant of it um i've read the first volume of the invisibles uh, which is a very long run and it did not do much for me but i i it cl- everyone who talks about it is clearly like yeah this is a run like you have to it is weird and strange and you have to like commit to it like it is a project i think yeah, to get into yeah, yeah. the invisibles I, as opposed and, to yeah. lots of his superhero stuff which you know you need a you need an advanced degree in morrisonology for a lot of his stuff you know and there are better starting places than others um but the likes of all-star superman certainly you can hand to a reader and they can they can make their way through it um so the invisibles is like perpetually on my back burner but it's like pretty far on the back burner 
Like I'm not, unless I was doing a giant Grant Morrison full on reread, you know, I, I don't know that I'd actually take the time to read the whole shebang. It also feels very much of the era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very much. So. It, it, like, it's one of these things that's felt, I think, like, really dangerous in 1994 in, like, really interesting ways. Yeah, yeah. And then, but I think hmm. it uh, probably seems a little dated now. You know, like, having, uh, I, I don't know, like, the the way that he talked about gender and, like, having transgender characters stuff is, like, wild for the 90s. Um, and then, you know, it's like, it, it, and not in a bad way, not, like, in a way that I think they were, like off base or anything just in a way that anything like that of the moment um or that trying to like push comics ahead is is gonna seem you know like it's uh, slightly behind uh there's a, there's a few things like that definitely in the 90s like doom patrol yeah. is a good example um even like sandman like neil gaiman like m- the inclusion mm-hmm. of transgender people in comics like that alone felt like very edgy i think um when comics were coming out at that time which is not like i don't know like that's not a good thing right but you could tell when authors are like pushing the envelope and it is a good thing because it moved it forward in terms of like yes this representation should be happening uh, but you can kind of, you do just get the feel when you're reading those comics that like it's almost like they're like hey look at us we're so edgy we're doing this and it's like no these are real people like there's i don't, I don't yeah. know that's maybe unfair yeah i, the, I the mean like that are being the, told. the trans character there's a couple of trans characters and Invisibles, I think, but the main one is called Lord Fanny, <laughs> right? Like, you know, it, it's it's very, you know, there, there's some uh, like mixed with kink and stuff, right? In a way that, yeah, is, yeah. yeah, that that kind of stuff. But you know, like at the same time, people love that character. Like, I don't think she's a joke, right? And like, I don't think Morrison thinks that they're necessarily a joke. I think he's mm-hmm. being playful, but like, I don't think Morrison's using it to like take jabs at trans people or anything. The same way that Gaiman is not in uh, Sandman. I think, like, just some of the way that, like, uh, the, the discussion and the, you know, like, the conversation, in including trans people, has changed. I want to go back to something you said, their, uh, their independent work not being that minimal. I know Invisibles, The Filth, and um, Klaus. What else? What else has he, are they done? I mean, Google the bibliography, and it's it's Well, I am. I'm, look, I'm looking at it right now, and it's like, that's it. And then the rest is DC well, and Marvel. Guy. You haven't mentioned. Never, never heard of Sea Guy. Yeah, I mean, like little little things here and there. I guess. But yeah, I mean, I guess that's the thing with Morrison's. Um, I guess they've done 2000 AD. They did a ton of stuff back then. And, Morrison's written, a, but like, a but that's kind of like Alan Moore has done a million small things that like you'll never be able to find anymore. Um, but I, do, I, yeah. I I haven't read it, so it's hard for me to say. But I do feel like Morris, I Morrison's creator owned or like you know solo stuff mm-hmm. outside of superhero universes definitely feels more minimal i suppose Mm -hmm. um or by comparison in a way that like moore's does not you know like like when more steps away from superhero stuff their stuff becomes extremely well known there's all sorts of stuff you can point to morrison's actually gets i think nameless we didn't mention there's plenty of stuff like and again like i'm the point of what i'm saying is i haven't read a lot of this so i'm yeah i'm not going to evaluate or make a judgment value but what i'm saying is his superhero stuff is so heavy and there's so much of it and and they're so good at it that it outshat it outshines the rest of the work it outshines the rest of the catalog i think in ways that only like morrison heads really mm-hmm. yeah get a feel for those other works because there's so much other stuff right the, the batman run right uh justice league in the 90s um you know like there's a whole dc universe timeline you can read through that is just morrison 
you know, and and that's really did, really good how stuff. How did we get on Morrison? I don't remember. What does this have to? Oh, 1994. <laughs> the Invisible started yes. in 1994. Yes, okay. <laughs> you know what though? This back. does connect to uh, this does connect to another topical thing this week, which is Grant Morrison joined the Substack, um, the Substack Exodus. I, I don't know. I don't know if we even can... calling it that is the right thing. Grant Morrison uh, is the biggest name that is that is now going to be publishing yeah. uh, something in Xanaduum mm-hmm. uh, yeah. through through a Substack exclusive. Um, Tom King and Elsa. Chartier, Charlotte, how to do? <laughs> <Good talk. laughs> Close, Chartier. Thank you. But I, I think like Americans aren't physically Ch- able Chartier. to say, to pronounce that letter. I'm yeah. n- I'm definitely not going to try when I talk to her, so <laughs> <laughs> that will not be happening uh, to that individual's face. Um, they joined with Love Everlasting, which is free. You can read the first issue for free. It's really good. Um, I'm quite excited about it. Um, there's there's some others as well. Kerry Randolph joined um i think rodney barnes has been there for a minute but i saw some stuff from them um, you say tom king oh you did because i said yeah, tom yeah, king with also yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, i've actually i've got a guide to substack comics going up on cbh um actually tomorrow uh because just to kind of keep a, a handle on like okay who's actually here what can you actually read also talk about with you know what are the issues with the platform that a lot of folks have uh, mm-hmm. in regards to the anti-transgender voices it's been supporting um just increase awareness around that too on the comics landscape but uh, do either of you have like any any real thoughts or any real like interest in what was announced this week with all the oh brian k vaughn joined as well you know really big names um yeah any Charlotte, any you response yeah, on to Substack that at all i mean no I, i'm i'm not on Substack. i'm like following from afar what's going on but like yeah it's still basically the same opinion that i had last time we discussed it which is good for them but also let's talk about the real problems there are on the platform um, it's like it's in, it's in interesting how like the big na- the huge names uh, of comics they're getting like Grant Morrison, Brian K. Vaughan. That's that's impressive. Like, so I mean I understand also that there are perks with Substack for creators that you don't have with uh, Marvel, DC, and even like Image and other um, publishers. But yeah, it's it's fascinating to see. My uh, like I'm still like I'm signing up for these people. I'm not, I'm no longer giving money. <laughs> To any of the new people who come on, because I've Did realized. Did you cancel all your your paid subscriptions? I paid an annual thing for that, so I still have uh, James Tynan and Solid and Ahmed and. Because uh, you went in with both feet, Hickman, mm-hmm. at, all at three launch. of those. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I paid for, um, and then I'm following like N D Stevenson and uh, and I think I paid for N D Stevenson as well, and then um, oh, what's her name, Sophia Campbell. Um, but no, none of the new people, like I'm following whatever they do for free. Um, and I use yeah. Substack for other stuff now. Like I have been using it now for like film criticism and some like politics stuff, but, uh, the comics thing, it's just still got the same problem where I'm like, okay, you know what? Let me, uh, let me jump into what, you know, James Tynan's been writing. All right. Well, I need to go find issue number one. Let me scroll, scroll, scroll through all these blog posts. Yeah, okay. Right. And then down at the bottom is the PDF attached. Like there's no easy way to fu- like oh, let me start reading this new series. Let me see at a glance what comics they've actually put out. Nope, there's no mm-hmm. function to do that. It's it's easily the biggest problem, right? Like, there's no two ways around it. Like, me just being able to not, like, not being able to pull up the comics and be like, to look at a list of them and just be like, all right, let me just read through these and, you know, have a, yeah, a web reader or anything. It seems like they've done no efforts to actually transform the pla- their platform into a potentially comics platform. Like, it's no. still the same um, journalism-oriented thing. So, yeah, it doesn't work for comics, I think. They're using, it like, is... a panels app, right? They're doing, like, a yeah. panels, well, panels integration. But 
It's an iOS exclusive yes, app, yep, first of all, exactly. which is very oh. 2011. <laughs> so, Love so that as I an Android yeah, user. Yep, Let's yep. bring that back. Um, yeah, no, it is it is fascinating how, first off, how much money they have. Yeah. <laughs> and how, so like the thing about, I wrote this in the guide that's going up tomorrow, but it's like the, the digital reader, the digital comics sort of service landscape has been all about the experience of reading comics, right? It's about the content library and it's about the experience, much like basically any streaming service, right? For any media. Mm-hmm. But if you look at comiXology, like the reason they're the leaders is because you can get pretty much all the comics there that are digitized and they read really well. That's why they became the re- the leader because the reading experience is really good. It works on your tablet and your phone, but the tablet's like the best way to read a comic, right? Um, digitally. The thing about Substack is they take the complete opposite approach where the focus is entirely on the creators, not at all <laughs> on the actual medium, not at all yeah. on the actual comics. Um, so yes, like you are, you are right in saying they're Charlotte. Like they do not have a platform that is particularly viable for reading comics. Um, if you read, like they have a reader, it's on the browser. You can basically read some of these like you'd read a web comic of old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. on a browser on your desktop, it is fine. Um, and then creators, it, it basically then it becomes up to the individual creator whether or not they're going to make their stuff available via PDF, via CBZ, uh, CBZ CBR file, which then you got to download, and then you got to find a good app. Um, I found uh, Comics Press, I think it's called, on Android this week is great for it. Um, so I started using that, but it, it's it's not convenient in the way a Marvel Unlimited or DC Universe Infinite or Comicsology, like I mentioned, is right where it's just. Hey, what's the thing I'm going to read? Okay, cool. Click reading it. Um, it's not that at all, right? It's not uh, to, to me. It's not like that. It's um, like it's not a pain in reading the comics themselves. Like I can, I can read a comic in my browser, right? Like I, I can read a comic like on my tablet through a browser, whatever. Like that's that's not that big of a deal. It's literally it's just the organization for me of not being able to be like, here's the three James Tynan series. Let me open them up. All right, there's seven issues of that, and let me pick issue number I, one. And like I think that part. You have to that part's gonna get solved. Blog. Yeah, I mean, but it, that, but it has to get that. solved by the individual creator. Like that's the thing is like Substack yeah. is not Substack as a platform mm-hmm. is like they. I I think my read on this is they give the creator the grant and there's all this money and all this creative freedom, which is incredible. Again, like this the best thing Substack is doing is blowing up what we think of when we think of creator owned liberties for comics creators. Mm. You know, they're getting a ton of money and they're getting a ton of freedom to then take these properties that they publish on Substack emails and print them wherever the heck they want and double dip in, in profits that way, right? That stuff's good. Um, that stuff's good. But they're, they're not, I don't think, going to put any time or money into helping creators organize their comics. Again, like this is every creator gets their own publishing house and they, that means they get their own website and that means they have to organize their own website themselves. Um, you know, and they could... Yeah. Use some of that sweet dough to pay somebody to do that, maybe, right? But it's like, you know, you see this, the Hickman one, Three Moons, Three Worlds, they've created an index for comics. Um, so they have like a chronological index of when comics are published, it goes up on that, right? So it's just going to be like an organized reading list. I'm sure Tiny eventually will have this. I'm sure, I think all the creators are going to need this. Because right now, like, the majority of them might have like an issue, maybe two, of actual comic book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. so the organization yeah. isn't quite such a challenge yet. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're right, Zach. Like, it's not... It's a it's a messy, off putting experience. I think to be like, all right, I gotta like look at their top posts to try to figure out where the comics actually are and what's what's available and blah blah blah. Like yeah, so that piece of it is, 
I don't know. It's just it, it's honestly kind of fascinating because it's this strange entrant that has the most stacked roster of like any publisher out there. You know, mm-hmm. at this point, yeah. like when you yeah, when yeah. you add it up, um, but then it has zero <laughs> attention paid to like the actual distribution of comics. Um, and again, like it's not impossible; it's very doable, but you do have to put in some effort. And that's the opposite of what other comics publishers are doing, where they're like, like it should not be it should not be hard for you to read our comics. Like the publishers are not; <laughs> they will not succeed generally doing that. Um, but Substack doesn't seem to care. Uh, I don't say that, like I mean James or um, Hickman this week announced like they they all did this big day of like announcing their future plans and like all right like we we really got to say that we're going to be putting out comics like I, it's weird like they all <laughs> they all seem to be talking realizing that people are like well, yeah so it's been like 6 months where are the comics fully yeah. right and like they all just put out these big announcements like yeah we actually are working on stuff and we're going to be putting them out um in like print editions and like since i was one of the first i think 100 people who backed up hickman's thing like i'm gonna get a physical copy and i'm gonna get some like a signed thing and there's some i thought that was really cool coming with it yeah yeah i'm I'm excited about that and i'm just excited i'm like yeah these are all great comics can't wait to read them like in print (laughs) right like so now i i've fully shifted to like it, it will get me to buy comics in print you know like floppies or not floppies but like trade paperbacks which i usually don't do yeah the the uh, only one of these that I'm interested in reading, like as it comes out, you know, because so much of this mm-hmm. is like process and like, oh, here's nine pages of what's going to be a hundred page graphic yeah, novel, right, and I'm right, like, right. I I do not want to read that that way. Um, but the only one that I'm definitely going to read as it comes out is going to be this Love Everlasting by Tom King and Elsa, um, because that one is, I, I think it's a pretty huge win for Substack, honestly, because it's that's the most traditional comics method. It's here's an issue every month. And it's free, which mm-hmm. can't be yeah. that, right? Yeah, you don't have to sign up for it. Yep. All you got to do is show up and download it and uh, and read it wherever the heck you want to. Um, and it's good. The first issue is really interesting, you know? So I'm that one, I think, is actually the biggest win for them so far because it's the clearest, like, hey, here's an actual comic, everybody. <laughs> and then all the process and all the conversation and the blogging stuff, that's the paid part of it. That's mm-hmm. the bonus, yeah. right? And then you'll get yeah. signed stuff and whatever else they toss in there, right? But... Um, that's the clearest, like, yeah, we actually have a comic for you. Um, and, and others have comics at this point, you know, like the Hickmanverse stuff. Like, they have comics, but they're all, like, these short stories, and they're disconnected, and some are in color, and some tie-in, aren't yet. You know, so it's uh, alien abduction stuff is the least essential tie-in, like, I've ever read of his. I mean, I, it's, it's, I kind of checked out pretty quickly, but he's got really... Tynion has... I mean, Tynion's the one who has taken the I'm my own publisher thing the most seriously, clearly. Mm-hmm, um, sure. He's got project upon project. You know, I well, think he's doing promise. a bunch of stuff that it's like you cannot buy this in a physical edition unless you back my Substack. Like, you know, the the hard covers of Wind are not available unless you. Uh, I guess you can buy them in a comic book store or online only if you back his Substack. Which, yeah, uh, stuff, mm-hmm. something like that. I will say the best uh, the best Substack comic that I read the most of is N.D. Stevenson's. The, yeah, um, I'm glad you turned me on to that more because those are great. That that actually fits the platform really well. And it's a traditional web comic. He's writing like. It's largely little personal blogs written as comics, um, stuff about his like gender transition or just his gender in general stuff, just about like his home life, fun little like cutesy comics, sometimes about serious stuff, sometimes about like not serious stuff. And they're all, they all read in like three to four minutes and they read in your email. You just scroll down and like read the whole thing and then that's it. Uh, so it's really easy to like stay caught up on that and just read yeah. each one as it comes out and... 
I'm really enjoying that. Yeah. So that that was something I was going to ask is, is Andy Stevenson the only one who's doing comics in a non-traditional page per page uh, format? Because from, from what you're saying, everyone else is doing comics like they would do for Image or anyone else, which is like a nine panel or whatever panel grid and it's yeah. page by page and can be published easily by print. Well, Morrison's I'm sure there first are other page ones, of release comic mm-hmm. is um, like cutting out <laughs> like newspaper and magazine images and pasting okay. them together like a like a like a you know serial killer. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that's different. <laughs> um, it, Molly Knox Oyster Tag is doing something yeah, uh, a little more similar to Stevenson, but but still semi traditional. Like uh, Oyster Tags is interesting because because she'll release like Hobbit comics and like some personal comics for free, and then she's got like a graphic novel that's for paid subscribers. Um, there was one other one that I thought actually played well in the space that now I'm blanking on. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, mostly it's like traditional comic stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it's going to vary a bit. Like, like Solid Anomaly right now is like, okay, everything's free, which cool. You can read all the comics for free, but none of them are downloadable. So you have to read them in a browser. You know, so it's just, yeah. it's a whole, it's kind of a wild west. Um, you know, it's again, like it's totally up to what each individual creator. There are also, there are comics channels on there that are popular that are from creators that I know nothing about who are not a part of the traditional mm-hmm. mainstream comic scene who seem to do more of the personal Andy Stevenson style memoirish. Um, I think like Kate Beaton as, as someone in this vein, she's not on there in particular, but there are others like that who are doing that thing um, who seem to have some success. So yes, there there's other players. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. It's going to continue to be interesting. I mean, these are a huge roster that they brought in. I am curious how long it'll last. Um, if this will really, it's not going to, it shifts the landscape slightly, you know, I don't think it really changes comics, honestly. Um, no, I, I don't think so either. I mean, because mm. I, I think still a big, <clears throat> I think the eyes on their comics and the sales for their comics, well, you know, I guess they're going to make, they're going to make money from Substack because people are going to support them because they like them, even if they're not reading their stuff. Like, well, and you get, you do get perks, you know, if you're, if you're, if you like Brian K. Vaughan and you want a copy of his saga pitch. And maybe some signed stuff, right? You subscribe mm-hmm. to a Substack, right? Like there's a there's a collector element to these. But I, I think the eyes on the comics is going to happen when they hit print, and then yeah. <clears throat> oh, yeah. e- even for I mean, because you're ugh, I hate to say this, you're a tastemaker. Ugh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're an influential voice in what people read. You're like best of lists, oh, right? Talk and to like me, baby. even even for you, <laughs> like I, I think like these comics are not going to fully hit your eyes until you have a trade paperback in front of you right so yeah. like year-end yeah. lists and word of mouth buzz like i hear tons of word of mouth buzz about uh house of slaughter and the nice house on the lake and uh whatever else he's working on department of truth i i've never heard anyone just like on twitter talk about tynan's substack comics and i don't think it's because they're not good like he just dropped a new one this week like a brand new number one issue and i haven't heard anyone talking about like the actual comic i hear people about talking about substack in general a lot or maybe sometimes what they are talking about in their blog posts but the actual comics like they, they just don't get the traction to get no. uh, discussed well the, so i think like that they're they're almost purposely limited you know yeah. i mean there's a, there's an exclusivity that is yeah. that is intentional yeah it, it, it almost feels more like a patreon of sorts than an actual publishing and endeavor it's just like having that small community of people that i wanted to pay to have a, a first preview before it goes out to the public i yeah. think yeah and like right. support somebody right like i kind of yeah. i might stick around and support like i 
even if Andy Stevenson wasn't doing stuff, I'd support her to, like, help let her be financially stable so that she can put out comics, right? Like, especially small comics. I don't feel that with, like, Tom King, <laughs> necessarily. You yeah. know, not that, like, Tom King is one of, you know, is super rich or anything, but, like, he has doors open to him, right? Um, so does James Tynan. Um, but But there's an element, potentially, of, like... Like, for me, part of the thing with Hickman was, like, I've enjoyed the work so much... Mm-hmm. But sure. yes, I will support. I will support this creator. Do they literally need my support? No, but like it's a it's a way of giving well, we, back while simultaneously yeah. getting stuff. You mm-hmm. know that sure. is appealing, right? It's it. Yeah, but yes, Charlotte. I mean, it's it is Patreon meets Mailchimp. I mean, it is just Patreon <laughs> with with email. But the but the difference, yeah. of course, is and they have a gazillion dollars of investor money that they're throwing yeah. to creative talent. You know that that's the entire model. All right, uh, enough I enough the, I have about a 1994 that. thing to talk about. Is it Hellboy? Uh, no, did Hellboy come out that okay, year? Okay, that was mine. Yeah, Hellboy came out this year. Ooh, that's fun. Ooh. Jonathan, uh, John Byrne, written Hellboy. Uh, I just, uh, the o- just found The that. only good Hellboy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the only good issue of Hellboy is the uh, that first trade that uh-huh. John Byrne wrote. Uh-huh. The that. second Mignola started <clears throat> I don't know scripting. if I told you this, Dave. I went all in on Hellboy last year. Yeah, you mentioned Like, yeah, I, I bought like poof, something like 15, 18... Like omnibuses of Hellboy, all the BPRDs, the like Witch Slayer, uh, Witch Fire. You went, you went all in, yeah. The, the Abe Sapiens, like omnibuses, stuff like that. I'm, I'm short like six uh, omnis, and then I basically have the entire collection. So have you, have you read all of this? No, I've read most of the Hellboy, about like six or seven of the omnis. Um, okay, I think I stopped right before the, um, the BPRD stuff, but I'll, I'll jump back in it. It's such, it's so big, you know, like it's, it's so enormous that. Uh, it's hard to just sit and read the entire thing, but yeah, it's a uh, good time. Great. Charlotte, like, Charlotte, what's your Hellboy experience? Have you read any? Um, I've seen the trailers for the movies, and I've seen <laughs> three panels on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> the, 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 the monkey He's got a gun. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> which is great. Okay, so uh, my my Hellboy year. Well, Charlotte okay, here, you know what? This actually transitions transitions us into something. Charlotte and I've talked about this a little bit on my Ultimate Year, but we have yeah. to have something to replace that eventually when that happens and we, we've been banding around some ideas there is a hellboy book club podcast out there um, but they might be done or very close to done so i don't know if we'd be like you know chomping on their dinner um chomping on their dinner is that a f- no yeah. that's common it's- saying common saying I, i'm yeah. with you. uh eating their lunch there we go <laughs> i like chomping on their dinner better yeah, that's more too. invasive it's yeah, less gonna- like a bully less like a schoolyard bully yeah more yeah, like I'm a creep um <clears throat> We talked about that, uh, mentioned Sandman, which uh, would finally get me to finish it, and then there's an entire universe of Sandman comics. That would be like a good long-term project. Lucifer, Books of Magic, yeah. the like the dreaming, the new Sandman stuff. You could even branch out into Constantine, Swamp Thing, right? Like there's kind of an extended Sandman universe stuff to talk about there. My Morpheus comic- here? Mm, that's a good one. Comic book couple counseling is doing on their Patreon um, the Sandman main series one issue at a time just to shout them out if we do that uh <laughs> that is i, mean, I feel like whatever we're going them. to do at least one podcast out there is doing it too well oh, yeah. i mean that's that's even true of my marvelous year because uh there's yeah. that one podcast that uh well, you say that like it's my marvelous year list <laughs> uh, i don't know if they're still going I, I think they kind of are i can't remember what they're called here's, here's the thing about here's the thing about podcasts and reading clubs and any comic book endeavor it's hard to keep going, okay? It's it's a lot of hard work, and there's a lot of players out there. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. Mm-hmm. As as a guy, 
who's been grinding for a decade. I, I wake up and say, like, as a man, <laughs> as a man, I deserve my spot in the podcasting realm. <laughs> There's no place for me. No, as a man who's been grinding for a decade, I'll, I'll see you in two years. Let's let's see if you're still going in two years. Okay, that's, that's a very good point. They <laughs> come and they go, year, baby. The but I stay. I am <laughs> I am a lunatic who is committed to grinding in a very niche service for minimal gain. <laughs> and I will always be here for you. All right. That's well, anyway, if uh, if people listening to this have uh, suggestions for stuff they might want to see as a, a like a monthly show or side show that we put out early on Patreon to, to replace my ultimate year, uh, let me know in the Slack. Come chat with me. It I'm does curious. have to start with an M, though, because I like the alliteration of my marvelous year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we my Mignola year is right there, but you know, like that's good. I want to. That's good. Do I, wanna, I mean, Min, Mignola is a tricky. You place, know, that's so better than that. that's better than Hellboy too, because the Mignola verse is is bigger. Huge. I mean, um, you know, I, I just Monster got to interview Johnson and, Warwick Kevil yeah. Johnson. This Falcon Spear and Mister Higgins comes home stuff. It's so good, oh, so yeah, good. Yeah. I mean, love he it. He doesn't um, miss. I read the Amazing Squirrel on Head finally. Like, oh man, Mignola is all timer, all timer. I know, I know, it's nuts. Um, the uh, okay, so no, the thing I want to talk about in 1994. The death of Jack Kirby. Yes, he, uh, he died mm-hmm. in February 1994, oh, seventy six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of end of a big era. Yeah. Let's see. Two days from recording here, it will be the twenty eight year anniversary of Jack mm-hmm. Kirby's death. Yeah, yeah, it is a it is a big moment. Um, R.I.P. to the king, of course. I I do still think there's a tendency once you get deep into Marvel comics to go from Jack Kirby's underrated all the way back to Jack Kirby's overrated. <laughs> and I think eventually, again, like when I've been looking at this for a long time, I walk that back now to like, yeah, Jack Kirby deserves more credit than he'll ever get. There's no, there is no possible overstating the contributions or how good they are, etc., to the point of Jack Kirby getting enough credit that will never happen. <laughs> so all hail the King. Yeah. He uh, just, just don't treat his Black Panther. That's that's it. That's all. <laughs> yeah, you just did you to. did you know like of the stuff he was releasing with Topps Comics in 1993? Have you heard no. about that stuff? Tell me all about it. He released his own little like Kirby universe thing uh, that had a small little interwoven universe called they called it the Kirbyverse, and he did um, Secret City Saga and Satan Six, the two comics he did, and then like there's a bunch of other uh, Jack Kirby's Teen Agents with Kurt Busiek was writing mm. it jack kirby silver stars with busiak and uh terry austin inking and then um let's see what else was here victory was kurt like kurt busiak was on a lot of these and then i know Don victory because that Keith, got relaunched Giffen, jerry conway like it had some big names uh, on these i don't think any of them went very long um but uh it's kind of interesting just like this small little thing like six months eight months before he died uh yeah he was working on this little um universe of comics I, i'll say I'll, i'm reading um a lot of his fourth world saga right now for my DC universe, trying to read through that. Mm. Have you done like the fourth world read through Dave? I have Charlotte. How about you? I haven't. I know basically next to nothing about fourth world. Yeah. That's why I didn't ask. Have Charlotte. you seen <laughs> Zack Snyder's like, Justice League? <laughs> yeah, I haven't. Oh yeah. I mean, no. you know what? <clears throat> you don't, you don't need to read Kirby's uh, fourth world. If you've seen Je- Zack Snyder's Justice League, cause it's like the same thing more or less. Uh, no, it, it's, it's really, I like I very, like Kirby's Fourth very, World a lot. It's probably see, my I'm favorite on, superhero thing outside of like the obvious Marvel launch stuff. Yeah, see, I, I mean, I, I like it more than Eternals, but I'm having a lot of same feelings. Than, with the, <laughs> <laughs> I'm having similar feelings though, where I'm kind of like 
this is this looks great. I can see like Kirby's interesting preoccupations here. Like his storytelling is really good, but I'm like it's just a bunch of weirdo characters that uh like like some of them I know go to have huge like the impact is enormous, right? Like that yeah. he's creating here, all the stuff he's creating is just like it's nuts that you're talking about Light Ray. <laughs> yeah, right. And all those like weirdos who show up and I mean like that first issue, the forever is people, Jim, Jimmy obviously. Olsen thing with a bunch of like motorcycle punks. Uh, like interstellar motorcycle punks. I'd say Don Rickles' evil twin is probably the mm-hmm. most lasting legacy. <laughs> yeah, and uh, <clears throat> who's the guy who's like the Stan Lee stand-in? Who's uh, Funky Flashman, baby. Yeah, Funky Flashman and the Mr. Miracle stuff. Um, House Roy? Yeah, it's crazy. The Roy, House I, I Roy, the Roy Thomas insult? You didn't love that? I feel oh, like I you could be inventing like half of that and I wouldn't even notice. <laughs> <clears throat> Uh, you know, like, but I, I am, I am enjoying them kind of on a level of like, I mean, they, they look great and the like legacy cannot be denied, but like, am I enjoying reading these issue by issue? Uh, I'm feeling like I'm reading late stage Kirby the same as when he came back to Marvel a little bit. Ooh, um, harsh. Yeah. Yeah. Harsh. Yeah, I know. Uh, pe- people like them a lot. Um, I'm yeah, actually they're great. <laughs> it's cause they're really <laughs> flipping good. The world building <laughs> and the mythology is incredible. In those, and here's here's the the biggest thing yeah. about Kirby's Fourth World, no one has ever done it better. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's it's mm-hmm. maybe easy to sit there and say, oh, I don't know, who these, oh, I don't know, seventies <laughs> Kirby. No one has done it better. It's never like there's so much potential there, and we talk all the mm-hmm. time about. Dark side and Mr. Miracle and Barda. Actually, I like Mr. Miracle better, right? If you're gonna talk, if you're yeah, gonna Mr. Count that as Tom King, Mr. Stuff. Miracle, and uh, what is it? I was gonna say Walt Simonson. No, thank you. Uh, no, Tom um, King and Walt Simonson joint. No, I'm Tom here for it. Mr. Walt Miracle Simonson's Orion. And, uh, actually, that's a great comp. Walt Simonson's Orion is also awesome. Um, that would be the oh other God, contender. The... Jim Starlin. Jim Starlin's Cosmic Odyssey. Oh, I, uh, I no. prefer that. Prefer it easy by a mile. Oh, sorry. <laughs> anyway, it, it like you know what like I it clearly has, it has the hugest influence on people. Like there's so much there. He builds so and it's short too, right? That's the crazy thing is that his fourth world run is like well, it, it two, really gets two cut years. Off. Yeah, which is yeah, he does it for like two years and like I don't know a dozen issues, if that, of like three or four series, and uh, it has this enormous impact. Like comic book creators, you know, like it, it kind of feels like one of these things where it's like your favorite comic creator's favorite comic. Right, um, rather yeah. than yeah. my favorite comic. Uh, that's that's but, I think often a, a reaction I have to Kirby, which is like, well, all the cool people tell me this is their favorite. That's how I. I mean, I grew to like, like I'll go back. I, I still go back and once in a while just like throw up a. Uh, just go back and throw up once in a while. I just I just go <laughs> back and listen to you talk about Kirby, and I throw up. I go back and read like a '60s Kirby issue and like enjoy the hell out of it. Right, like the. It, you know, yeah, the, sure. our our method of reading them, like, 25 a week, <laughs> really does not do them much favors. But, like, when I'm just like, yeah, I just want to go read, like, a, a Kirby Captain America from the 60s or, like, a Kirby Fantastic Four. Like, incredible. I have a blast every time I go yeah. pick one of those up and read it. Um, you know, in a way that, like, I, I, I sometimes I ask people, like, in the Slack, I'm like, oh, you're listening to those early episodes? Did I like Jack Kirby? Did I, like say that i liked him because i i fear i worry yeah. that i didn't <laughs> express how incredible he was and people reassure me like no no you you like jack kirby which is good yeah right no there, there's a there's a I, I think by the time you get to the end of the 60s too there's sort of a banality of genius thing going on you know it's like mm, it's like sure. watching the beatles documentary thing too where it's mm-hmm. like 
you know, like, oh, like just oh, more Kirby. Oh, more more John and Paul singing harmonies to each other. But it's like then you step back and <laughs> yeah, in isolation, yeah, yeah. it's like, oh, that was incredible. What am I talking about? Um, but yeah, no, I, I really like the Fourth World Saga. I, I would highly recommend it. I think the biggest knock against it is is just cultural chronologically. You know, it's it's early 70s Kirby writing himself stuff. So your mileage may vary on that front. Like, if you like three exclamation points at the end of every sentence, <laughs> you're going to love it. Um, <laughs> if you don't, uh, you know, it might feel a little, might feel a little ham-fisted. might feel a little heavy. Um, uh, Sh- Charlotte, I have a question for you. Well, yeah. What kind of comics are you reading these days? Yeah, good question. Yeah, like, stop letting um, the boys just talk about their <laughs> comics. I I need to... I, I mean, I haven't been reading a lot of comics recently just because I have to read a lot of novels for university. Ooh, what um, are you reading for novels? Any good novels lately? I'll talk novels. I mean, <laughs> I mean, we love novels. I have, to read, I have to read to read Lord of the Rings. That's I don't know if you've heard of that. Uh, that's mm, quite good. Mm-hmm. You <laughs> have to read Lord of the Rings. That's what a, what a yeah, punishment! Yeah. <laughs> no, I know it's uh, it's it's, uh, it's it's good. It's great. I mean, <laughs> have you read obviously. them before? I read them like six or seven years ago, but I I can I I mostly have the when image not images from child. the movies. Yeah. I mean, I was fourteen. That's <laughs> A literal child, yes. That's yeah, about. Yeah. I read him in junior high. Uh, I would when because that's for me. That's when the movies were come, or it was about when the movies were about yeah. to come out or starting around. One of my, I think my first date was to. Have I told the story? <laughs> I think my first date was at the Fellowship of the Ring, and uh, the girl, the girl I was sitting next to, I had to when when Gandalf falls to the Balrog, I was losing. I was losing it weeping okay <laughs> emotions coming and i was well, yeah, slurping the dregs of this coke i was slurping the, the all the ice just trying to like make noise and pretend i wasn't like badly oh, crying oh, no, you know oh, no, to distract I myself i had to, i was so trying I, to deflect I have to clean, I, this water is just ice that i dropped on my face yeah 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 you know and she's doing that she's doing the junior high thing you know of like oh maybe we could hold hands or something and i'm like listen i'm not i am not in an emotional state to connect with another person right now he's not okay anyway that's my first date <laughs> oh yeah oh, <laughs> i mean I, I can't watch lord of the rings that that first movie makes me cry in like four different points at this point I, i'm so sappy about that movie uh, it's a it's a tearjerker. How, but what are your but what are your Tom that's... Bombadil thoughts? Because you're actually reading the books, Charlotte. Oh yeah. Oh, I haven't I haven't gotten that there yet. But so, um, I'm... how far are you? That's he's right at the beginning. Yeah, you're not far. I mean, yeah. Okay, I, I read The Hobbit first, and I'm beginning oh, okay. the Fellowship right now. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to do the the whole thing. And are you going to read the the Similarin? Yeah, I was going to say maybe <laughs> Just, if I no, still no, you don't. No, you don't need. If to. I don't I categorically don't... hate Tolkien by the end, I'll try reading the Sumerian. I, I think I, I've read three I pages I read, like, of the Sumerian before. It's, it's I a think I read book. a fourth a of the Sumerian like years ago. Ugh. I uh, <laughs> I read in high school at the height of my Lord of the Rings obsession. I tried, and then I was just like, "Well, this is miserable." So I got the Dummy's Guide to Middle Earth instead, which is basically <laughs> not a joke. It just Incredible. summarizes like the entire world building of the Lord of the Rings and the Silmarillion into you know like plain easy to read like wikipedia-esque text and i read yeah. the whole thing yeah. cover to cover and i have you it. seen the that sounds perfect actually have you seen it the posters yeah. for the the amazon show yep i have i have not do you I'm have any thoughts on all, that because i'm holding all good? judgment on that show it's uh it's a bunch of people's hands it's like 12 posters of people's hands uh Are they hobbit various hands? things we don't know we don't know i will say there's some black hands in there <clears throat> which is uh you know 
new for Lord of the Rings. <laughs> so that that's the only thing that I yeah, got. Yeah, it's from. it's sad that it's news, but <laughs> it is. Yeah, well, I mean, oh, yeah, I guess. Um, Are there any the, people of color in those stories or movies? <laughs> uh, I think, like in maybe, the third one, there's uh, pirates or something. They're they're it's some of the humans that Sauron enlists in his army are you know like from a faraway land and they are dark skinned you know which is some of that uh, like imperialism uh, yeah kind of sneaking in but um, no I I have no job I'm I'm not getting excited about the Lord of the Rings show whatsoever because Amazon doesn't yeah. have I don't know Amazon uh, people are going to yell at me for this but the Expanse is pretty mediocre looking. And Wheel of Time. I, I enjoyed the first episode of The Expanse, so I will stand in for everyone here and say, "How dare you?" How it's dare pretty you? Bo- <laughs> like it doesn't look nice though. I've I've like watched a little bit. It's not like a particularly pretty or well shot show. And like a, a Lord of the Rings is like Savage. a decent show that looks mundane. Like Wheel of Time. Wheel of Time just came out, and I watched a bit of that when Rose was watching, and I'm just like, "This is I can't believe how boring this is shot. Like the the yeah. way that it's shot is so dull and so like thoughtless. Um, such a little Scorsese." I love yeah. it. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, that's why TV sucks because people are just like, yeah, let's just put a script on screen and shoot it, <clears throat> and uh, you know, don't put any okay. attention. Take, took down TV as a whole. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I... don't need it. <laughs> Done with TV. No more. Yeah. Um, I mean, Charlotte, how are you? How are you? Uh, how are you feeling about the show? Are you excited about Lord of the Rings on Amazon? I'm. I'm curious about it. Um, I mean, just like ha- the, I wasn't excited at all when it was first announced. Um, th- weirdly, yeah, the posters kind of did it for me. I'm like, the costumes look great, and there's a, yeah, I'm I'm semi excited. I'm not getting my hopes too too up. Um, I'm I'm curious. I, it's kind of something I feel with most novels and especially fantasy novels, which is, I'd rather have a an animated thing that would have more of its own style than mm. a, a live action show. Um, That's interesting. But yeah, I'm I'm curious about it. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm way m- every time I see people doing their their own version, like in art, in like something that would be animated, like when I see people do that on Twitter, and it's being so different from the traditional version that has been canonized by the movies, I always think that's way more interesting than just doing a show that will probably look like the movies but slightly worse. Yeah. Oh yeah, I yeah. mean they're definitely going to try to like emulate this. They're shooting it yeah. in New Zealand. Yeah. I mean, you I, know, like, I would be more interested in, in like um, the world of Lord of the Rings. You know, well that's, like, hey, that's we're what not... this is, Dave. This is not. This is all like uh, way prequels, like thousands yeah. of years before. Oh, okay, I'm interested. It's, it's not. No, this is yeah. none of the characters. None of the same characters. Um, yeah, this is not adapting the book Lord of the Rings. It's uh, mostly new stuff. I think it's like extrapolating on stuff from the Silmarillion. And turning yeah. it into uh, well, that's my favorite. Uh, I'm interested. Yeah. Then I'm curious. Yeah, I'll, see, <laughs> yeah. I'll see what it is. I, I'm right. interested. Like that sounds fun and interesting. I just don't really trust them to. Like I looked up the showrunners, yeah. and like these are not people with a uh, a huge pedigree of uh, of like making incredible television. That's Neither like, was they, Steven Spielberg with Jaws. Know what I'm saying? <laughs> know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yep. Okay. <clears throat> um. I. Uh, we should answer these questions that people left in the um, the Slack. Yeah, Super Bowl picks. Super Bowl All weekend right, uh, next weekend. Justin wants to know who uh, you got, Rams or I the Super Bowl Bungles? Was like two weeks ago. <laughs> Charlotte, let's start with you. We got the Los Angeles Rams versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Who's going to win, and what's the score going to be? Hit me. Um, I 
think I think the kangaroos of New York are going to take the ball in the second half. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. I, I am I am Big very excited for getting uh, to see the the Chicago Bulls. Is that a real thing? Yeah, Chicago. I think yeah, that's a real chi- thing. The, the Chicago Bulls. <laughs> Love how you said that. Yep. <laughs> yeah, uh, play with the ball. Is there a ball in? I don't. Oh, they I play don't with even the ball. What's Absolutely. the Super Bowl? What's the Super Bowl? The, bull, the Bulls are basketball. What are you bulls are basketball. I, I'm sorry. I, I this is all fun and games, but you don't know that football has a ball involved. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I honestly didn't know that Super Bowl was about American. Okay, football. but li- wait. Okay, even if you don't know it's football, like. What do you think it would be that doesn't have a ball involved? Like what kind of no, sport? No, because the think Super Bowl boxing. is like a bowl, like B O W L, isn't it? Olympics, like a bowl. Oh, like a dance, like a like a big ball. No, like like a how Hellfire do you spell gala? bowl in Super Bowl? B O W L. You had it right. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's not Super but Ball. That's, that's you're thinking like of Super a place, Monkey Ball. That's not a ba- <laughs> a bowl is a plate, not like a basketball or a football. Right? Yeah, no, the team's just gathered to eat, and whoever can eat the most hot dogs <laughs> wins the Super Bowl. It's I, actually a cooking con- contest. <laughs> That's why we like it so much. Actually, I have no idea why the word bowl is in there. Dave, where, where yeah, does the word bowl mean? Right? That's a good question, because the trophy, the Lombardi trophy, is not a big bowl. That's the Stanley Cup. The Stanley Cup is a big bowl. I mean, it's yeah. like 100 <laughs> years old at this point, so there's, there's some name. Oh, it's because the, uh, the original stadium was shaped like a bowl. Ooh, okay. The, the Rose Bowl Stadium. Yep. Checks out. No, okay, so I that's Charlotte's pick was is just Go like Bulls. An occasion to have new trailers uh, show up, and that's it. Yeah. It's like okay. Icon, right. That's a take. That's a take. Mm-hmm. What what trailer are you most excited for? Ooh, I have what? What the hell's coming out? Oh, nice. Is Knives Out two going to have a trailer? Because it, it, oh, did that you see Ryan Johnson just dropped? <laughs> Ryan Do- Johnson on Twitter just dropped a GIF of Knives Out two. No, <laughs> I think that's from like a Netflix ad. With every actor from every movie they have coming out, talking directly to the camera, and it's very oh, weird. embarrassing. I, yeah, that, that whole thing And was the like only awful. one that's that. not talking to the camera <laughs> is the Knives Out one. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I watched some of that, and I was like, this is so funny how none of these movies stand... Like, it all looks like they're just playing yeah. a trailer for one big movie <laughs> that, like, is kind <laughs> yeah. of inexplicable. That uh, was a very confusing idea that I'm sure they paid a lot of money yeah. to make. Another um, that Knives Out is the very last thing in the trailer. It's like, it's the power shot well, that's, so that's going to get yeah. people excited. And I love that. <laughs> that's why I, I turned it off before then. Um, Zach, Rams, Bengals. Yeah. Who you got? Uh, Bengals, because they're Tigers. That's cool. That's I, why, that's why my kids have been rooting for them the entire playoffs, and I should have been betting on them because they've been right every time. Right, The Bengals are huge underdogs throughout this whole thing. Every time I ask the kids who's going to win, they're like, the Bengals, and then they pretend to be Tigers. <laughs> and uh, and they've been right every time. I, is, I have two is there a dinosaur-themed uh, team? No. Big op. No. Huge op for a dinosaur-themed team. Yeah. Yeah, the Washington T-Rexes should have been a thing. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Ooh, I, been way better. Is, There's the Toronto Raptors is, in basketball. Is, I think the only dino team that I can think of. Is Daniel Warren Johnson really doing a Justice League uh, dinosaur thing? He better be, because <laughs> I've already pre-ordered that. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jurassic League? That's yeah. Uh, I don't incredible. think that's Daniel. Is that Daniel Warren Johnson? I don't think so. I yeah, think no. it is. Is it? I've I've never been more excited for a Justice League comic in my life. Yeah. Uh, oh, it is. Than I am oh for I'm League. now very excited. I didn't, yeah. I didn't know that. I thought, for some reason, I thought, uh, huh, is he just drawing it? Or I don't know if he's doing... It? 
I, I don't know if he's doing everything because there's a partner involved, um, but Daniel Warren yeah, Johnson yeah, is yeah. involved. Oh, uh, and it's called I'm the Jurassic League, now. and they're all dinosaurs. It's it's a six-issue mini, I saw and it that sounds and kind of literally like, oh, like the best funny, comic of the but... year. Like, I, I don't think anything's going to well, be better than that. Well, because he has this, I mean, his superpower is to take something that sounds kind of, like, overblown and silly and then give it, like, the most heart. <laughs> like <laughs> Murder <know>? Falcon? <laughs> like yeah. Murder Falcon or the Beta Ray Bill miniseries or Wonder Woman <laughs> Dead Earth. Yeah, yeah. Like, that Beta Ray Bill series is great on Marvel. Yeah, I was I pretty out on Beta Ray Bill. Um, Ooh, that, fir- I, that first issue left a, left a nasty taste in my mouth. Uh, I went back and read it later, and it wasn't that bad. But I did not love Beta Ray Bill. Ooh, um, I, I, I think I, I will say my take is mm-hmm. I think most love for Beta Ray Bill is mm-hmm. leftover hangover love for Daniel Warren Johnson art <laughs> on other projects. Oh, I, I, I think it's was, good. I, mean, I thought you were going to say for Walt Simonson, Beta Ray Bill. <laughs> <laughs> that too. I, I think I, I will say I don't think he's quite as exciting. Um, the art is not quite as exciting as like, I like the writing on that. That one. I mean, the art's still fun. I love how he's doing those big cutouts of uh, the ship. Yeah, he he body slams Serto. It's it's good art. There's, <laughs> there's cool stuff. Funny. There's definitely cool stuff. It's very <laughs> fun. It does it does not quite have quite so many moments like uh, Wonder Woman Dead Earth of just like yeah. big holy crap moments. Um, I think given really Warren Johnson's cool. pedigree, I think Beta Ray Bill is the least. You of think the it's less, he's done. lesser Johnson? Wow. That's fair. That's it fair. is lesser Daniel Johnson. Okay. Yes. Um, I have two questions here. One from some idiot in the slack saying zach did you wait know whoa, whoa, whoa whoa hang on i didn't i didn't make my super bowl pick um i'm gonna go <laughs> with early 2000s nostalgia winning the super bowl love it love that we're in the early 2000s nostalgia phase with dr dre m snoop i guess really 90s mm-hmm. nostalgia as well um and then kendrick lamar bringing it in the modern times and mary j blige as we've seen her perform previously in the sam raimi spider-man bringing that back that's exciting uh i think i'm rooting for the rams i'm rooting for the rams uh they're a fun offense they're fun to watch i really hoped it was i I really hoped it was going to be rams chiefs that would have been a way more fun super bowl um but you know what congratulations to the city of cincinnati they've had it coming they've had it coming um okay i'll say uh you you said lamar bringing it to modern times you know his last album was five years ago damn was five damn damn yeah I, i listened to that this week and i was like Oh, this is old now. This is not a new album anymore. This is uh, he hasn't done anything in five yeah, years. Yeah, to he, pimp a butterfly said, is old, and uh, Good Kid, Mad City years. is ancient. It's like a decade old. He's been saying he's about to put out his last album, <clears throat> which is uh, a wild thing to say when he is that'd be a what, bummer. Like Thirty-four. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But anyway, um, yeah. So here's two more questions, Zach. Did you know Madison Jeffries debuted in John Burns' Alpha Flight? What can you tell me about the character? Yeah. Nothing. I don't know who that is. <laughs> and then second question. Zach, as an Alpha Flight head, how excited are you for Wild Child's most shining moment in Attack or Age of Apocalypse? Definitely one of the best <laughs> moments ever for any character whose first appearance was in Alpha Flight Volume 1, number one. Don't know who that is either. Is that the same person? Is, is who Jeffries the same person? Wild Child? Child? Yeah, is that Madison no. Jeffries? No, Wild Child and Madison no, Jeffries are That's an Attack on Titan character, apparently. You're the fakest <laughs> Alpha Flight fan. I, I looked up the Wikipedia page and I was like, who the hell's this guy? You're an alpha like, faker. I and I even read like where he, I've read the first alpha flight like three or four times. Like I know that issue pretty well. I have no idea who oh, this guy is. Then, uh, oh, he's in the first issue. He's like a beta or gamma flight uh, member in the first yeah, issue. I guess he's just, I mean, he does not appear as a like superhero. I think both, yeah, I think both just... these characters are bigger players deeper post burn yeah. into alpha flight. Well, um, not which, if you were a true Alpha Flan, 
you would hmm. know. I'm a Burns Alpha Flight fan, we obviously. Know. We know. Oh. Um, okay, <laughs> so Zach has no answers on our Alpha Flight questions. That's a no, bummer. Sorry. Uh, we have five minutes, maybe ten. Uh, Full Metal Palchemist. Oh, yeah, yeah, Full Metal yeah, Palchemist yeah. update. Charlotte, have you read Full Metal Alchemist? I have. No, I, it's been a, it's this. been like a few years, but I have, and I've I've seen the two shows. Wait, what? okay. Didn't we talk about? Oh, were you not on that episode? Charlotte wasn't right. with us. No, I wasn't. I was, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you read the whole manga? I didn't know that. Yeah, I have. I mean, it's been. What's your years now, What's your opinion have... of it? Yeah. What do you What oh, do you it's, think? It's. I think it's my favorite manga. Oh. Um, yeah. It's great. Yeah, it's up there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So here's where I'm at. Um, I've read now chapters or how does this work volumes four yeah, and five yeah. i have i have yeah. volumes four through six i've read four and maybe a chunk of five so i'm about halfway uh-huh. through the volume four through six thing i really enjoy full metal alchemist it's a very fun the characters are a blast the humor's incredibly appealing i'm not hooked enough plot wise i guess that i want to read like hmm. 10 volumes of this um not that I wouldn't go back to it, but I am of the mindset that for Dave discovers manga in these in these shows and talking about them, I'm ready to try something else. I don't know. I I mean, I imagine it will continue to be good. I imagine it will probably even get better. I, I guess I have some faith yeah. here in the creator that like it will add more characters and it will continue to get better and more interesting. And I mean, again, like there's just the sense of humor and the charm to it. Like that's not going to go anywhere. So I I have confidence that it will stay good. Uh, but I'm not head over heels in love, and I'm ready to try something new. The I mean, it's interesting with like <clears throat> this manga because of the long form nature of it, right? This came over out yeah. over a decade. It is a little bit like saying, like, here's 140 issues of a long running comic series. Do you want to read them all? Yeah, and it's right. like it doesn't really matter how good it is. Like at some point, you're going to be like, I'm getting a little itchy. I'm getting a little squirmy for something new, and like I might want to take a break. I, I mean, I, I kind of get what you're saying, even though, like, I did, I read, I bought the entire box set of it and read them all, like, over the course of two weeks or something. Um, but, it like, might just I, be an attention the, span thing on my end. I mean, my attention span I mean, span I, I have that with One Piece. Short. I adore One Piece, but it's it's over 100 volumes now. And, like, it doesn't matter how much I'm enjoying it. At some point, I'm always just kind of like, okay, you know what, I'll come back to this. I'll take a break and I'll come back. Because, uh... You know, you're really meant to read it one small chapter, one like 19 page chapter at a time every week. Sure. Right. Like, and yeah. trying to just binge it is, it's tough. Like, you get a little, and, and you know, like, it gets repetitive sometimes, right? And I, I don't know if Full Metal Alchemist does. One Piece certainly does. Um, especially if you try to read it like all in one thing. The thing that I, I was thumbing through, um, I mean, I, I think her storytelling is like, it feels so carefully plotted and planned mm. out. Right, like she, she seems like she's someone who had took so much care because, like, and you haven't quite seen it, Dave, I guess, because uh, you haven't gotten that far. But it, like, it just it feels like one perfect little tight package, like this this little machine that's all so carefully put together. Because mm-hmm. um, by the end of it, like everything just snaps into place, and you know it, everything points at one another, and it, I, yeah. I think every everything resolves really satisfyingly. Sure. Um, and then the other thing that she does re- really well that I, I think manga does in general, um, and to pull in some uh, Scott McCloud comic theory, mm. is she balances the iconic representation versus the realistic representation Ooh, yeah. so well. Because, like, she, I mean, using iconic representation of, like, a character who has no facial or bodily features, 
Uh, they're just a small little ghost with a little ghost face to represent that they're like mortified or embarrassed yeah, or yeah. Uh, angry, right? Like the, all the times where someone calls Edward short and he just turns into a very short, <laughs> tiny little cartoon version of himself. With, to, like, with fumes. Put, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right, steaming around. Right, like th- that balance and being able to do that without losing your grounding in the other times hyper-realistic mode that she works in with the action scenes or like the serious character moments, being able to bounce back and forth. It's interesting. I, I think that's something that actually bounces people off of manga and anime sometimes is that like rapid tonal switch. Um, but I think she does it better than uh, better than a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Dave, do the volumes that you have have the little um, goofy comics at the end? Yeah, those... I, I don't love. Those actually lose me, um, which I, might, it might just fine. be a pacing. And uh, I, I think part of it is when I'm actually, you know, it's not like I don't like the story. I like it a lot. And it's kind of like it feels like this extra thing that isn't super additive um, where I'm like, it kind of feels like, oh, I have to read these now. I kind of just want to continue the story. Um, but there, there are moments. I don't know. I guess I, I feel like the humor is better integrated when it's a part of the narrative versus those short, real goofy stories. I don't really begrudge them being there, but uh, they haven't, they haven't won me over. Oh, they're just, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I love those. The, uh, I, I've been buying the hardcover, the new hardcover editions of full metal alchemist and they take them out of those, which drives me nuts, but you can buy them all in one volume. Oh. So uh, I, I did that. Okay. Cause like, but it, it's things. Cause I do like reading them just as a little, like, thing one you know one after each yeah time. i feel like they'd read better like i know sitting down to read the throughout the volumes rather yeah. than i just certainly wouldn't want a whole book whole of them by themselves i know yeah. it's, it's, it's a compromise because like it's so wild they took all these out <laughs> of the new yeah. editions uh because yeah. they're so much fun i love how she like inserts herself into it as this cow woman uh <laughs> it's very funny and like <laughs> yeah. self-effacing yeah um, i you know i have been impressed as well you know talked about it being very funny which it is but it's also like erikawa here does really smart emotional turns yeah um with a lot of, and like every character that's introduced is awesome mm-hmm. like every yeah, character that gets introduced yeah. quickly becomes one of my favorite characters like so chapter or volume four introduces this character who's like i, I don't remember their name but it's like a colonel it's like a military person but he's like he's just the biggest wife guy and the biggest dad oh yeah oh he's great yeah his, and he's so funny and i was like i did and his wife he just his, he can't uh, stop talking business. about them he can't stop oh, bragging yeah. about them <laughs> and at first it's like okay this is rep one note but then like she just takes it so far and commits mm-hmm. so thoroughly and he's so positive about his wife and kid <laughs> and that's it's just so genuine that i was like i love this guy yeah, and then there's incredible. you know there's big emotional moments with that and um it's it's effective mm-hmm. it's good so yeah i'm yeah. absolutely gonna finish reading this you know um, this volume, I, I think I'll want to come back to it eventually, but for the moment, for the yeah, moment, I, I want to hear what's next. Yeah. What What are you recommending you want, next? You Zach, you mentioned Death sillier? Note last time. Do you want something sillier or serious, more serious? I think I want serious, actually, because Pluto is very serious, and that I was like, well, this is the best. Um, so uh, as much as I actually do enjoy the humor, I actually think something more serious might keep me. Yeah, yeah I think Death haul. Note is your next step. Death Note's, Death Note's good, and it, it I yeah. mean, it, it's not serious in that it will, like, engage really with philosophical, like, philosophical ideas or anything. It's not, like, about too much, but it is a really engaging, like, drama thriller, right? Like, it's yeah. a very, it's it's a real page-turner of a, like, cat-and-mouse game kind of thing going on. Um, okay, so next, yeah. next variant, fun. we're going to start Dave Note, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start That's pretty good. Yeah. All right. 
That yeah, sounds, sounds good. That sounds good. Okay. I have cool. one. I have one more thing, just quickly to bring up. Dave, have you heard about this comic publisher called Aftershocks Comics? <laughs> I'm familiar. Yes. Uh, well, because th- the reason I ask is I wrote Aftershock Comics reading order and uh, nothing came up. So I was like, well, Dave must not have heard of them. CBR has one, but uh, CBR has an after. They, they must. They have recommended Aftershock. They have comics, ten, ten Aftershock comics you should be reading. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. I. Uh, I'm trying to think Slack. what the best. I. I don't know if I've had an Aftershock book like on a best of. Yeah, Dark Ark is the one that got recommended to me that I started reading last night. Is that, that the Noah's Ark one? Yeah, it's what if there was a second Noah's Ark full of like you know horrifying unnatural creatures? <laughs> it's Colin uh, Bunn, right? <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's pretty good. Uh, first issue, very fun premise. Like art, yeah. really nice. And uh, yeah, I'm interested. And this is a publisher I don't really know. And they have this huge like collection of comics. So oh, you know what? I take and, that back because Stephanie Phillips has written some stuff for them. Um, I, mean, I think Nuclear Colin Family, Bunn, Garth Ennis, Margaret Bennett have all done stuff for them. So like, oh yeah, oh yeah, they're connected. Steve <clears throat> Orlando for sure. Um, yeah, no, they're a player. They're a player. They're like uh, I I would say, and this is I don't know defamatory, but they're like Vault Light at this point right like they're not as big or consistent as vault has gotten but they're in that sphere of but vault has only really popped off in like the last two years you know i think like vault vault has only like become like oh vault's putting this out let me pay attention uh i I think very recently yeah i mean they're they're pretty new so you know it's pretty yeah yeah i mean they probably i don't know when they launched um 2017 2018 i would guess anyway if the idea of uh, noah's ark but full of like manticores and uh <laughs> what is it like a medusa and harpies and stuff uh sounds interesting that that is rowing like in parallel to noah's ark and the, the creatures are constantly like please let me just go eat the rest of them uh if that sounds interesting to you it uh it was fun first first okay so there. zach's wreck is dark ark charlotte your wreck was the works of jrr tolkien <laughs> the complete works <laughs> and uh my recommendation today is going to be you said that and i was like she does not talked about harry potter this whole episode what are you talking about oh how dare i'm not even kidding i immediately was like is the joke just because uh jk rowling sucks (laughs) (laughs) no completely mixed it up we weren't even talking hp until you brought it in the conversation as usual Mm -hmm. um my recommendation (laughs) right now is Spotify. Uh, They've never been hotter. <laughs> Spotify. Uh, monstrous. I, it's got to be monstrous. I, there's a lot of things I've read recently, but um, I'm reading all of Monstrous in preparation so for good. an interview with Marjorie Liu, and uh, it's it's so good. It is so good. It, I got to say, I'm in trouble because it is dense. It is dense world building mm-hmm. and fantasy, um, and I got to read 36 issues in a short period of time. But it is amazing. Sonic Takata. Uh, incredible. That art. That art. Incredible. Outstanding. Art. I, I'm excited. The uh, the hardcover of the um the second i think issues 19 through 36 is coming out this year because i've yeah. only read the first i bought the first hardcover so i've read the first 18 yeah it is a beast but it, is, it some, is well it, worth it ooh, it's really good but it is a comic that like i can't imagine reading issue by issue like I, it's a comic that i feel like has well on one hand i can thing. because it's so dense there's so much to it but at the same time i would forget what had happened yeah. and I'd be in trouble so exactly like this <laughs> yeah and, and it's it's just like it doesn't hold your hand <laughs> Right, it's very much just throwing you in this world. So, like taking a month break between issues, I would go back and be like, I don't, I, I've lost my footing here. I mean, but that's how I feel about ninety-eight percent of comics. It's true. That's true. Right, <laughs> that's very true. Charlotte, what were you gonna say? 
Ooh, I, I, I just uh, remembered, I do have to recommend um, Victor Laval's first issue of Sabretooth came out yeah. recently, and it is great. And if you haven't been keeping up with uh, X-Men comics since House of X and Pose of Ten, you can still read it. Like, it people, doesn't have yeah, anything to do with... Yeah, people are popping off about uh, that comic on yeah. Twitter. Yeah. It's, it's really people. good. It's, Say it my can name. be read just after Hugsbox. Oh, do you tweet, Dave? I hadn't noticed. That sounded like a <laughs> slam about you tweeting, but it wasn't. <laughs> I made tastes it was- about that book. Um, yeah, Sabretooth is awesome. Saw. Really, really good. All right. Thanks, everybody. Uh, this is My Marvelous Year. I'm Dave. Find my stuff at comicbookherald.com. Charlotte. Find her at Fiero Charlotte on social. Zach. Find him at My Marvelous Year. Uh, music for the show time, Dave. is by Disaster Piece. Next time is going to be, what, 94 part X-Men. 5? Wedding. It's the wedding of We're two moving X-Men unnamed up. characters. Okay. I won't tell anybody in case they don't want to know who gets getting married. And then the Phalanx Covenant, which is uh, not Nimrod. Just to point that out, we recorded that episode, uh-huh. and uh-huh. I was very surprised to find out that this was not Nimrod. Phalanx is a different person. Phalanx <laughs> so, is different than Nimrod. Don't be disappointed true. like I was. Yeah, yeah, that's part five, and then part six is going to be uh, you two talking about some Jim Starlin-y cosmic stuff, right? Yes. Yes. Cosmic yep. powers and, and Infinity Watch. Yep. Cool buns. Cool buns. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, again, rate and review on iTunes uh, and Spotify if you're so inclined. Um, support via patreon.com slash my marvelous year. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next year. See you, see you next, next year. year.